Greetings, film fans, and welcome to episode 35 of The Big Review Ski, the ugly mother of a show from Joe and her oh that my ain't God. got time to bleed. <laughs> okay? That is a land speed record for swearing on this <laughs> I know show. it is. That's my favourite intro. That's there we go, Paul loves it. Done. I'm your host, Owen the I'm delighted to be joined by two of the greatest goddamn sexual tyrannosauruses <laughs> in the film review world. It's Rory Cashin and Paul Moore. I Pumped. appreciate that. I appreciate They've that both got that. tiny hands. Teeny I'm tiny happy hands. you said hands. <laughs> yeah, teeny tiny hands. Yep. You know what they say about T-Rexes with teeny tiny hands? They're extinct. Yeah. If you'd like to get in touch with the bigger VC so that we can get to the choppa and then come to your house to crowbar even more tenuous predator links, you can tweet us on Twitter at BiggerViewski and you can WhatsApp us on 00353-874-00-11-03. Those are all the numbers. Um, now, we are biased, but as ever, it's a cracker of a show this week. We're going to be joined by the star of The Matrix, The Lord of the Rings, and brand new Irish film Black 47 Mr. Hugo Weaving yeah <laughs> yeah <that was laughs> I would have thought you'd introduce him as you know Hugo Weaving the Matrix voice Can now we're biased as ever but it's a cracker of a show this week we're joined by a star of the Matrix and Lord of the Rings and the brand new Irish where's this guy Hugo Weaving oh, wow. doesn't quite have the Mr. Anderson vibe to it but I get you nailed I get you. it I appreciate uh, it <laughs> plus we've got some hairy high clues and tickets to see a star is born before anyone else in Ireland you're looking forward to that show that's uh, Bradley Cooper's directorial debut yeah reviews. like I'm sorry yeah, it is getting really good reviews like and, ridiculously and, and good up, like apparently like a lot of Oscars hawk and, and as per usual another handsome person really happy doing <laughs> well it's over the moon yeah and, uh, directing as well Brad that's cool and Lady Gaga up on the big screen as Miss well Gaga, yeah. Miss LJJ yeah Gigi. What, what's, what's the Gigi? Oh, that's... That I don't know why I said Gigi. Jaja, Lady Jaja. Yeah. Um, now, though, it's time for the big question on the Big Review Ski. And for this week's big question on the Big Review Ski, it's over to... What's that noise? The Did somebody that? fart? I think that could Is be that like a helicopter. <laughs> Anticipation? I don't know. It's I thought over. you were playing a sound clip. Was no, like, that wasn't. <laughs> Here's a helicopter from uh, Apocalypse Now. Yeah. Um, <laughs> we're over to Rory for this week's uh, big question on the Bigger Ski. What do you got? Well, considering uh, The Predator is this week's big release, um, I wanted us to get as violent as possible. Okay. As, 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 as quickly as we could. What is your favourite death in any or all of The Predator movies to date? No, Paul, you can't include anything from The Predator. Yeah. No, there's no deaths in this at all. It's a romantic tale, this Predator. Spoiler oh, alert. Yes. It's a, set in Victorian era. Yeah. I'm that should do well as a corset. It's a period drama. <laughs> I'd love to see well. The Predator in a corset. That'd be amazing. Yeah, I, I look it's forward to that. It's Kate and Emma Thompson. And <laughs> what a Comedy cast. of manners, yes. Um, so, first of all, uh, out of any of the Predator films, I suppose it depends how many Predator films you've seen. Yeah. So we've got... Predator. Predator. Predator 2. Predator 2. Uh, let's see, we have Predators, which Pre- is one of the most Nimrod recent ones as well. One, yep. uh, Alien versus Predator? Yep. That didn't exist, no. Didn't happen. <laughs> that didn't exist. There was also Alien versus Predator Requiem, which huh? also really? didn't exist. Oh, okay, so two. The singular worst film I've ever seen in my life. Actually? Yeah. Had the worst scene I've ever seen in my life as well. The most gratuitous, over-the-top crap that nearly ruined the Predator. Yeah. So, out of all those films, I've seen Predator and Predator 2. Cool. 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 Really good at your job. <laughs> yes, so... Just Two-fifths uh, two of the Predator I'm, I'm busy trying to find my recording of Crank that I still need to get around to. So I went for uh, a scene from Predator 2, actually, even though Predator, I think, is a, obviously a better film. And who knows what those other ones are like. Um, they're not great. <laughs> they're not great. But there was... Uh, yeah, again, this is one of those films, Predator 2, out in 1990. So obviously saw it when I was like a kid on TV during the 90s and this isn't so much a gory death but it was just one that stuck with me ever since I've been a, a child basically do you remember King Willie I do the, the terrified voodoo, me the Rastafarian the vo- no, he warlords. was terrifying anyway yeah. yeah so he was the warlord in the city but there was a moment whenever he comes face to face well face to face invisibly with the mm. uh, with the predator down a wee alleyway and uh, how you doing and uh, it turns into basically he's roaring at the predator and then in one sequence it kind of his face uh, goes from his real face into this a uh, really rubbish prosthetic looking uh, fake face because the Predator has beheaded him. That music. Oh, the music's amazing. Yeah. 
So what happens in this scene, like, you don't see the beheading. No. Like, you don't see the death. You don't see anything. But it's the little bit that follows now where the Predator brings him back to his base or ship or whatever and starts... Scalping him. Scalping him. Yeah. And hoovering out all the juices from his head. Yeah. And cracking open the top... There's a... Drinking a slurpee. <laughs> yeah, keep it down, please. And then he starts actually, he's got like some kind of buffer machine yeah. where he cleans the skull. Broke out the wax. <laughs> yeah, he's made a whole thing of it. He's very proud of his collection, that predator. So basically, uh, it was King Willie being beheaded, and it was just more his eyes and his scream. And that image has stuck with me uh, ever since. I then. watched that again and the weekend. I think that got a bit of an unfair deal, Predator 2. I think it still hounds a bit. It's a lot of fun. It I think was. it's a lot of fun. Uh, in it. Annihilated when it came out. Like 12% in Rotten Tomatoes. Ah, it doesn't deserve it. Really? Bad. It has Bill Paxton in it. Come on, who can't like not like a film with Bill Paxton in it? Yeah, um, yeah, Gary Busey in that <laughs> film is like everything Gary Busey. <laughs> he's, he's like he's not quite of this world. He's, he's like, peak Gary Busey. What's he reacting to that no one else on the screen can see? <laughs> Working off a different script. He well, gets a great death too, though, Gary Busey. In it's that one, well. yeah, death. He does. He's he the uh, the switchblades cuts him in two, isn't it? Yeah, which somehow like you see his legs fall back. But his top half just kind of remains hovered in midair. I don't quite know how that how <laughs> it or how it worked. Paul, I've gone for oh, this is so hard because Predator is my baby. It's one of my favorite films. I watch it every religiously every six months. But and this was so hard. But I've narrowed it down to so like your baby, you see it once every six months. Like glory, disgusting alien killing baby. I've gone for the manliest death I can imagine, which is Carl Weathers uh, <laughs> getting his hand blown off by the plasma sh- uh, cannon from the Predator. Only half an hour previously, we saw that hand in the manliest handshake of all time when he meets Arnie when Dylan and Dutch are reunited Dylan you son of a bitch that is not homoerotic at all me and Owen are doing that right now we are and then after uh, he leads the jungle expedition in actually it's Shane Black is the first character killed in it um, in all the Predator yeah he was uh, directing the new one Um, Carl Weathers meets his end but still gloriously as his hand is blown off and severed from the rest of his body it still fires and then it closes up on his face and he's just screaming 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 like yeah I like Carol Weathers. <laughs> also, there's, there's maybe like, I mean, you know if he gets a potato going, he can get a stew going on there as well too. You of know? course, yeah. There's a I think there's a single frame or something where uh, when he turns, having had his arm blown off, uh, and obviously they painted his arm green to make it look like he's gone. <laughs> yeah. But you can see his hand in his pocket. <laughs> he's just, <laughs> That's he's what just you told to hold it. <laughs> Love the eighties, man. Love Big fan. that about the film. But uh, oh, I could have went for like. 20 deaths here yeah you could have done a real Owen on this yeah, I'm proud. full Owen I'm, on it yeah. do you know what else is good at I'm proud of your restraint <laughs> what about you uh, how many have you gone for Roy? just the one it's got to be the death of the predator at the at the end of the first predator that, that, yeah, yeah. that huge laugh as Arnie is run- now Arnie is too big to run anywhere like I feel if Arnie tries to run both of his shins are going to just, coll- <laughs> just collapse under the weight of his upper body but he pegs it through uh, to the jungle and you can hear that maniacal laugh going off in the background rah, as he slowly rah, turns rah, into yeah. a nuclear <laughs> explosion. It was just like, rah. that's great. It is a phenomenal and ending tick, to that and film. And the, the bomb and everything, he's a bastard. He gets the last laugh despite being killed. Yeah. Yeah. What a hero. And he put a big, like, he ruined all that forest as well. It's not very <laughs> deforestation. He's not very environmentally yeah, yeah. friendly. Exactly. Well, hopefully, in the new film, we will have a full review of it coming up. Uh, Paul did have a chance to see it. And, uh, and he had a chance to speak to Boyd Holbrook as well. So there are lots of uh, Predator uh, articles and everything up on Joe that you can check out right now. Now, Boyd so, in the last year has fought Predator and Wolverine. And Wolverine so as well. Had so who's next and the cartels he's, he was what? after the cartels but for a couple of years as well to, he's good mates with Liam Neeson so I mean like yeah. he's, probably, he's probably taught him well you know yeah I was hoping that uh, we, as we said we will get to it in the review but that there will be more of an environmental slant on the uh, I hope on the so it's predator. a Victorian yeah. drama I told <laughs> of you course this. of course of course uh, now though it's time for our example high clue this week and uh, I'm just going to go out and a guess here and say is a predator is a predator Paul uh, before oh, we shit, hear a word which predator which predator <laughs> <laughs> okay let's hear oh, this week's high clue okay uh, first line uh, by the way uh, first line predator, predator is the answer alien <laughs> in jungle no alien does that work I don't know okay first line Dylan loses eye. Okay. How are you spelling Dylan? D I L L O N. Alright. Dylan loses eye. Second line, lay by the bay, I just may. 
play by the bay is bay capital B uh, no B small B small by the way B. I haven't done a syllable count in this so I'm pretty certain it's all gone wrong and you're spelling wrong, bay, bay as in body of water bay as in uh, bay is in uh, Michael Bay's surname but uh, lowercase so okay. it's not the surname lay by bay. the bay I just it's may, may. And, okay. uh, mm-hmm. third line is tap 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 it in good good tap it in okay so think think we've got it here we'll, we'll, do, we'll do a syllable check pretty easy Dylan loses I five Lay by the bay I just may Seven Oh Jesus Tap tap on? tap it in Five We're laughing I can't sorted. believe that We got it right Okay so It helps when all of the words Have one syllable Exactly I was actually the, much, This is the laziest way. one I had to come up with It was literally like Two minutes before I come into the studio I was like she, Tangible Tangible subject today This week's big release No this Quick. is good So obviously uh, Dylan As we said Is Carl Weathers Yes So uh, Loses I uh, Lay by the bay I just may uh, and tap 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 and then well the, the last line mm. I think we, we know what it is yes we know we know what the film is oh no no Owen's actually got it early we'll let him have his moment Rory go on, said yeah, go, 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 I know but I'm you wondering put your, you put yourself you out know, on that ledge I don't want to be dragged under this bus yeah, you. If you I get it wrong, oh, yeah. you don't you don't think it's There's the an film awful I lot of pressure I don't know what you think okay you normally get these wrong <laughs> <laughs> so the, the last line tap 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 and then is obviously from Happy Gilmore Car Weathers is in that as well and Lee yeah. by the Bay I just may it's whenever uh, Adam Sandler is doing who's he rhyming off with Shooter McGavin oh Shooter McGavin of course I just may can make things out of clay so Happy Gilmore, I think, is the answer. The Carol Wetters. We need more films of Carol Wetters. 100%. Rory, what film do you think it is? Predator. Predator. It's still Predator. Dylan Moss's eye on arm in Predator. So, there was a bay in there. Yeah. Yeah. There was a tapping. (laughs) Tapping. Okay. (laughs) Let's let's go to the movies. Ah, Okay. Okay. Do you sing this every time you go to the cinema now? No, I've never I'm gone to the cinema since I've heard this. <laughs> no. <laughs> These are the top ten films in the Irish box office this week. Uh, number ten is Ant-Man and the Wasp, which had dropped out, but is making its way back up there. Uh, so, because actually Disney would be delighted because uh, Ant-Man and the Wasp was back in there and Incredibles 2 uh, was number nine last week and is moving up to number seven. Uh, we've also got Searching in there and The Meg. And number six is Mamma Mia, Here We Go Again, which is a bit of a, a big drop-off uh, for that and then still staying strong <laughs> at number five. Hotel Transylvania 3, A Monster Vacation. What did we say over a month ago? Yep. It's just going to stay there he and not move. That. He did. <laughs> um, Christopher Robin uh, is number four this week another in the top ten Disney films. Film. Another Disney They love those films. Uh, and then Black Klansman is number three after... Now, Paul, you weren't here last week, but you must be delighted to see it going uh, into the number one spot. Yeah, it was great. Uh, I'm taking all the credit for it. <laughs> Every single so bit of credit. Should. Yeah, so 100%. you should. No, uh, no I, I really enjoyed it. And uh, I think uh, any film, regardless, good, bad or indifferent, anything that kind of stays with me after I leave the cinema and think about it, I think that's worthwhile investment going to the cinema anyway so good to see it started some sort of discourse and people are talking about it anyway definitely I had a chance to go and see it at the weekend and cinema was absolutely jam packed as well um, uh, just obviously it's, as you said is talking about this film but really enjoyed it and really it is that as you had said that strange mixture of like just so funny in places and then like oh holy shit is this stuff actually happening as well Tover Grace is amazing too obviously John good, David yeah. Washington is getting all the praise and Spike Lee it's great to see him back Form, but Topher Grace is eerily he's almost charming and all the interviews about David Duke are saying um, even Ron Stalwart said that like when I met him he was actually quite charming on the phone but he's like an absolute bastard like evil racist mofo but um, yes uh, he kind of gets on your skin with that character just like Roy uh, number two this week is uh, first for our new what? entries it's Black 47 uh, which is the brand new Irish release and it's the biggest Irish release of the year now as well uh, yes, I think it's the biggest Irish release since Brooklyn, 2015. Yes, Which is amazing. So um, we did have uh, Lance Daly and Stephen Rea on the show last week. And uh, you can also check out that bonus feature uh, with their full interview as well. But this week, uh, we are going to be chatting to <gasps> Hugo Weaving. Uh, that's coming up very shortly. And uh, number one this week. So we a wee bit of chatting to do here because the faces on Rory and Paul here, uh, it's the highest new entry this week it's The Nun which is part of the Conjuring series and that's it we'll just move swiftly onwards now okay so last week on <clears throat> I don't know if you remember uh-huh. your own review of this uh-huh. film and you were like 
Oh, it's so good. No, no. So, no, but, no, 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 You had your time to talk about this film, and that time is not now. You recommended this film to yes. the listeners. You said it's so good, it's so much fun. There's bits, bits in it that aren't great, but there's so many bits in it. And I was like, oh, it's so scary. I had to move on the screen because I thought there was someone behind me. <laughs> this was terrible. This started off really bad and somehow got worse over the entire course of the film and I the whole time I was watching it was like what's happening why is why is any of this happening what's happening and, and, and any time it was like the camera pans it was a ghost yeah and then it pans back yeah the ghost is gone yeah and it pans the other way guess what there's the ghost the again. ghost is back did you like that fucking bit? times that Did happened like in that the film? It, which, which one of them? <laughs> the 11th What one. about the time when the priest was buried alive with yeah. his name chiseled no, was, onto the tombstone? That was very funny. No. But it was super nice of the ghost to still give him the, the bell. bell. The bell, yeah. And then it was all perfectly just like laid in. It was not like, oh, this is where there was recently dirt. Like the grass grew back over where he was buried. But that's because the ghost has magic powers. What is the They're rules of the ghost? ghost? There's like 15 of there's them. There's so the many ghosts. Was, there's but, the but little then boy also ghost. Just but what one the, ghost? Snake ghost. Well, there's a, there's Valak the demon. But None there's, ghost. there's a particular scene when they're praying to penance to, you know, keep the keep Valak the spirit away. But then one of the nuns are like, come help us. Uh, we'll It'll keep the demon away. And then the next minute, uh, there's actually a very creepy scene when they all have the bags on their head down in the yeah, crypt. Yeah, yeah. But like, they're demonic nuns. So like... Are you helping her? Are you not helping her? Like, what's what going are the, on? What are the rules here? So hold on a second. No. No, yeah, no. Hold on. Whenever we were reviewing it last week, what I was we saying was... <laughs> whenever we I were reviewing it last and week. And I hadn't seen it. Are you two distancing yourself from me here? We, I think we need to put some space between us. Now, hold on a wee second. Or a, I or a said, or an exorcism or something. I said, uh, you will see so many of the scares coming, but you will have a lot of fun if you go with a group of friends to see this. And I went a couple of with friends ago. and I had been drinking like I normally <laughs> am but no fun was had in you, this. D- you had you didn't have a good time at all no I thought there are some moments were quite good they, there's a bit in the graveyard yeah. oh look no, no, oh, no, no Rory's gonna Rory's gonna fight Paul and the, you, I, oh, the imagery is instantly he comes creep. in here with his dairy accent and wins you over <laughs> thanks Paul I wasn't a fan You're of my it friend. but I did think some of the imagery is incredibly creepy as it is like a nun and I mean the shadows what, what was creepy it. what there are definitely like, creepy I'm moments. I'm asking Paul right. questions. <laughs> you don't count. I, like, I, so I did like the bit in the graveyard when the silhouette just keeps walking, walking, and he inexplicably starts following it for some reason because yeah. that's what you now do which, when you now which, which one of his times <laughs> when he was following, when one of the stupid people were following This is when the nun was Frenchy. hanging from the tree and it dropped down and, oh, yeah. and it went face to face. That was scary. I thought that was a good jump Why sequence. did that happen? What do you mean, why did it like, happen? Was that a callback to a previous nun who had killed herself on. in the graveyard? Oh, hold on a second. Are you, you are obsessing over the rules and, and regulations. Any rules. <laughs> Any rules. Any rules. And, and logic. Can okay, someone explain All they did in this film was like, they just said, let's just do uh, scare, after scare after scare after scare after scare after scare. But, but there was no, like, at the end it came up as like screenplay, but I was like, no. No, <laughs> no. just question mark, nobody. No, no, no What no. about the people that you went with, your supposed friends, did they have a good time? No. So you all had a crap time out at the cinema? Yeah. Okay. Well, but loads well of people. well done to everyone <laughs> at number one who put it there. Number one, yeah. Let's not make a habit out of this non-joke. Nice. Mic drop. It, it is great to see a number <laughs> one film when the three leads can't act as well. Yeah, I thought oh, they were they're terrible. Tra- yeah, I thought was, they were all pretty bad. You, so what's the no, connection? No, no, wait, wait, so wait, wait, wait. Because that was the other thing. You were like, oh, there is a connection between young Farmiget and older Oh, no, Farmiget. we talked about this no, on text during well, the week. Text doesn't count you were the show. People can't hear Rory your text. Rory texted me at three in the morning. He's like, and another thing about the nun. <laughs> you said there is a connection between young Farmiget and Vera Farmiget in The Conjuring. There is no connection. It did make me no, want to go back and watch the start of The Conjuring. See, was that clip of yes. that particular thing but, in it? But, I don't think it was, but so, I am curious to go see if it no, was. No, that, that, that clip was there, but oh, they cast Vera Farmiga's younger sister to mm. play the lead nun in The Nun. Yeah, but... That, and, was, and then I was like, right, so you're casting someone who looks exactly like the actress from The Conjuring. Is that her ma? Is that younger version of Vera Farmiga? And then it's just like, no. But you see, I thought that was the connection was whenever they did that kind of flashback from one of the Conjuring films. And that's why initially I was like, oh, so that's the connection. But then that connection doesn't make sense. No, because she's a nun. So you just lied to people. That's what you're saying. No, I didn't lie. I just made a mistake whenever I thought there was a connection between the two. I'm none too close with that remark. There's another another nun joke as well. Also, do you keep saying Farmiga? 
Farmiga. Farmiga. <laughs> Farmiga. What's her name? Vera Farmiga. Vera. Farmer yeah, one Vera from the department. Anyway, that's yeah. the nun. Farmiga it's number Vera. one this week. Uh, we're going to have lots of conversations about that. Hopefully less angry and less hated I, as, as the weeks go by. No. The power of Christ is compelling Rory to <laughs> Every week I'll remember another thing. In the another thing that really annoyed you. Um, now, it's time for our big interview on the big review ski. And as we said last week, we did have Lance Daly and Stephen Rhea, uh, who were in to talk about Black 47. But then, no offence to those guys, because they are great as well. Oh. But Mr. Hugo Weaving, international superstar. Uh, people will know him as Agent Smith from, uh, I was going to say from Lord of the Rings. And Elrond from the Matrix films. Uh, Quite the crossover. Yeah, <laughs> he was in Ireland last week. And uh, Rory, you had a chance to shift him. Yes. How did that go? It was awkward because he kept his V for Vendetta mask on. <laughs> the whole so time. Not super romantic. You asked him to wear it. Well, yeah. That's how I got there. But uh, he, he... Like, he's been in so many things. Like, he's the voice of uh, the bad robot in Transformers. Like, the multi-billion dollar uh, franchise. And like, I think the first film I ever seen him in was Priscilla Queen the Desert when I was way too young to understand what that film was about. Um, yeah, he is—he's um, a really charming man, uh, and it was—it was good to talk to him. The full interview is up on the b- 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 bonus, bonus feature, which you can listen to right now. But the bit we're going to listen to uh, is the rapid fire section, where I had lots of questions to ask him about Lord of the Rings, Red Skull, and why he wasn't asked back by his uh, Matrix mates to be in John Wick Three. Mm, so this is just a tease of the full Hugo Weaving <laughs> weaving interview, weaving, <laughs> weaving. <traffic>. <laughs> interview <laughs> which you can hear uh, up as a b- b- bonus feature. But for now, this is Rory and Hugo having the crack. Are you ready for some really quick rapid fire questions? Yeah, sure. That you might not get rapid fire answers. That's that's fine. And you, you, you yes, you can, away. You I'll can be yes, a, no, I'll be no as slow answer. As as I like. Absolutely. No, no. <laughs> <laughs> um, how do you feel about the Lord of the Rings TV show? And has anyone asked you? To no idea. I won't be doing it. Okay, fine. How do you feel about the Red Skull in the most recent Infinity Wars? I haven't seen it. Okay, fine. I'm not in it. You're not in it. No, <laughs> no neither. How does, uh, if you can do it in as few words as possible, one word even, how does Irish movie making compare to Oz movie making? Ah, can't, couldn't say that in one word. But I think there's a there, there's a very, very strong cultural link between Ireland and Australia, and we should be making more co-productions. Absolutely, yeah, I agree yeah, with that. yeah, yeah. Uh, Keanu's back with Lawrence Fishburne for John Wick. Has he spoken to Bastards. you about? Why didn't they invite me? <laughs> I haven't heard a word about. They haven't this. invited you. Utter bastards. That's that's not on. No, if, no, no. If and when I speak to yeah, Keanu, yeah. I why, will. Why am I not in that? Why are Keanu? you not in it? Yeah, yeah, if you could say John Wick in the Mr. Anderson voice, that would be that would be like a new iconic way. John Wick. <laughs> Fantastic. His voice is amazing. Uh, it, yes, it is. I think because I'm so used to... Like, I'm, he is Agent Smith, and he's also the bad robot, so, like, he can uh, change his voice. So when he was just speaking in his normal tone, I was like, ooh, it's very mm. bassy. Um, but he is, like, he's a really charming man, and uh, he is not... I asked him in the main interview as well uh, for his opinion of a Barry Kogan, and he's, he's not uh, one to mince words. Let's put it that way. Okay, well, I'm looking forward to hearing those unminced words. Um, what about in Black 47? Because obviously it's getting a brilliant response from Irish audiences. But do you, uh, how's Hugo weaving in it? Because we were kind of focusing on the Irish performances mm. last week. But uh, obviously he's bringing such gravitas and weight to a film like this as well. Yeah, no, he's he's really good. I, again, back, if you listen back to the review, I wasn't Black 47's biggest fan. Uh, he is one of the highlights in it. I think he definitely has uh, more charisma than the leading actor does in the film Uh, he has more lines anyway which helps Um, and he has an arc an actual arc that doesn't involve being Michael Myers and killing people during the famine (laughs) which is uh, which is nice plus he rocks a grey beard oh he always does did he have a beard whenever you were talking to him actually he had like a like a like a bit of a beard he didn't have like a Big a full on big bushy beard beard. okay oh he'd make a great Santa Claus well would he or would he be terrifying no he'd probably I wouldn't want him coming down my chair. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was uh, Roy's interview with Hugo Weaving. You can hear the rest of it uh, in full up on our b- 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 
bonus feature. Um, but for now, though, I appreciate. That. <laughs> yeah. Now, though, uh, it's time to talk about the Predator. This is the moment you've been waiting for, Paul. But first, before that, we're going to get to the trailer. Do you know what my job description is? I'm in acquisitions. I look up and I catch what falls out of the sky. What's on the ship? Tell me about the mission. Did you see anything unusual? It's above our big ring. Do I get a cookie now? <laughs> Look, I get it. Something went down in Mexico. Nobody wants any witnesses. Ow. Ow. He hit me. Stop fighting. He hit me, Stop though. fighting. You see, films bring out the violence in people. Shut up! They're a okay, disgrace. So I, but I have, a, I have a horrible, horrible feeling the Predator is going to be your version of the nun this week you're going <laughs> to say things and I'm going to go see it and next week I'm not going to want to talk to you massively disappointed well first of all let's put a bit of context in this poll because as you said at the start of the show Predator the original film is your baby it's one of your favourite all time films it is one of my top five films uh, kind of like Rory was a few weeks ago when Incredibles 2 came out uh, you love the first this isn't a Victorian drama I was lying earlier what it is I was thrown <laughs> off the scent it is Shane Black returning to the franchise which he starred in and did a lot of uh, the script writing work and John McTiernan's classic original um, and it picks up with Boyd Holbrook is a military sniper who's t- in an expedition in Mexico alien ship crash lands been chased by another alien ship and he meets the Predator and from there on in he gets his hands on some high tech sends it off to his son who's played by Jacob Tremblay you remember from Lenny Abramson's room he's actually very good in it as well and Carnage unfolds uh, what I can say about this is that if you go in thinking it's going to be like the Predator which was a thought claustrophobic kind of Rambo meets Aliens film it's not really like that at all in, t- in sense that Shane Black has understood that all the Predator lore has happened we've had Predator 2 we've had the spin-offs and this film exists in that kind of world um, whereas in the first John McTiernan film it maybe took 45 to an hour to see the Predator this is 5 minutes in he is front row centre he is slashing wrists slashing heads this is the Predator is the main star of this film although mm-hmm. Boyd Holbrook who I got to chat with <laughs> is very very nice this is basically get to the beats get to the gore straight in get to the job get to the beats get to the job yeah, I appreciate it um, I'm appreciating you guys a lot this week <laughs> thanks Rory and it, uh, in terms of its stylistic approach it's more kind of like Jurassic World meets Halloween kind of um, <laughs> the set pieces are it's gory as hell that's the one thing I loved about it and there's a sense of fun in this that I thought was missing from Nimrod Antal's Predators which I really enjoyed I think Predators is a more coherent film but I think this is a lot more fun which is odd because I love every script I think Shane Black has done I'm a big fan of even The Last Action Hero which was Slade I thought was a really tight script um, I mean he did Last Boy Scout Kiss Kiss Bang Bang which is another one of my favourite there is a sense though that this is kind of gonzo filmmaking on the run that some parts really work some parts are bad let's just call it spade a spade bad but when it is fun it's a hell of a lot of fun uh, in terms of the cast it's it's well rounded you've got uh, Sterling K. Brown seems like he's having the time of his life you've got Jake Busey back uh, who's well, Gary's son now, keeping that lineage going is he connected to Gary Busey I'm not going to ruin this for is you is he connected to Vera Farmiga Farm, Farmiga is he connected to Vera Farmville uh, I'm going to leave that mystery there uh, Boyd Holbrook is perfectly fine as the hero he's more of the Adrian Brody-esque uh, mould as opposed to the Ernie one man mm-hmm. mountain and so <laughs> Uh, Jim Brody was like the penis should not be fighting the predator. <laughs> uh, well, uh, to be honest, I I had a blast watching it, and obviously I'm coming in from the perspective of, of the fanboy, and I love all the little nods, and there are nods to the original. Some of the CG is a bit ropey. The predator dog, the scene with the predator dogs who was in I'm the sorry. film, the dogs. The He's saying predator dogs, the predator the dogs. dogs, the hunt from the last film. No. And there's, a wee, there's a week. There's a week clip of them in the trailers yeah, as well. Yeah. So they make a turn. <laughs> and uh, yeah, some of the scenes are a bit ropey. I don't like it. But ultimately, um, I I had a blast leaving it. I mean, the, if if there is a limb here on a body that isn't cut off, severed, mutilated, shot, I'd be amazed. It's tough. It's gory as hell. Some of the one-liners really work. Some of them are just sort of. Some of the jokes don't land. But this is 
not Materian's film but it is a hell of a lot of fun and like we said a few weeks ago we wanted like blood and guts in the Meg and just kind of like a good night out I think this would be a good night out for our fans of the franchise yeah. and like the num. Just like, just just like I would pay to see the predator beat the living piss <laughs> yeah. somebody saw I saw there was a good tweet because uh, obviously the nun and the predator are going to be taking each other on at the box office and it was like the nun versus the predator <laughs> and uh, geez it might have been Edgar Wright actually who, was, was, tweet- yeah. who was tweeting about it saying like uh, you know I'd love to see that spin off that'd be amazing yeah. um, so Rory obviously uh, you're being a real negative nilly and like not being excited about it then just because of oh, what you've been hurt by the nun <laughs> Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. um, but you are going to see it in 4DX as I well. I am, yeah. Like if it, it, like Paul's got me pretty hyped for the amount of violence, which means I'm going to get splashed a lot in the film, which is great for anyone who wears glasses. Um, the very the, like one of your first sentences was he found alien tech and sent it to his son. And I was like, why is he sending alien tech to his son? You find out. You find out. You find out everything. Why send the alien anything to your son? No. You'll Cause. know this time next week uh, once you've seen it. You'll, blame Gary Busey. Exactly. Yeah, always blame Gary Busey. How's Olivia Munn? She's great. She's a, a biologist who somehow also is uh, uh, knows how to kick ass more than Ra- uh, Danny Glover and Arnie together. So they just she's a biologist. Well, that's not more amazing. Than and then, <laughs> then in the next scene, she's like jumping out of cars and firing rifles. And actually, Shane Black said that he said like some people said. How is it that she just knows how to do it? And he said, well, you never question how a man just knows how to just yeah. instantly pick up a well, gun. Well, like Jason Statham so, yeah. in the Meg is an expert marine biologist who also knows how to punch sharks. So that's... Yeah. that's but there is... Uh, Keegan-Michael Key gets a lot of the good lines. Alfie Allen is in it for what I think is the grand total of like five minutes. And he's he has the one guy line. With, he's the guy with no wang in Game of Thrones. Yes. yes. Right. Uh, Rick. And there's a few other. Thomas Jane is a threats-suffering uh, ex-military PTSD soldier <laughs> who just shouts out the most <laughs> random lines. Okay. Uh, so they're all in a band called the Loonies who have to band together and take down the Predator. So it's hit and miss. But when the Predator starts fucking things up, it is great. What yeah. about the... Because it's, it's come in for a lot of bad press, just like kind of the last oh, week. Oh, it has. It has. That's been real low-key. But what did you think that's going to affect, uh, like kind of how it performs? I don't think so. I think fans of the franchise will probably go back and, and watch it anyway. Um, it depends, because they tried to do it on Alien Covenants and... That was like 30 years ago and it's always hard making an R-rated film but when I was chatting to Boyd Holbrook he said that the producers and Shane Black took inspiration from Logan in the sense that they went fully out there and obviously Logan was a very coherent and well-acted story and it took something different and they had the franchise to base on but I kind of admire the fact that at least they've gone out and they're making it R-rated because to be honest that was one of the reasons why Alien vs Predator just didn't work for me because you cannot have Predator film without spines been ripped out and stuff like we were mentioning King Willie there earlier in the show so yeah I think I'm just curious to see because it's been 30 years now since the original are the younger audiences going to latch to it in the same way um, I had a blast but then again as I said I was raised on Predator from a young age which tells you everything you need to know about my parents yeah well, wonderful um, people the pair I'd be interested to see what it does but um, I mean if anyone has the reverence for the franchise that I do I think you'll enjoy it okay yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Like the whole living month thing. It's, I think I might leave a bad taste in everyone's mouth. I'm like, no, fuck it then, I'm not going. Yeah. Um, well, she has been very outspoken, all right, uh, like the kind of the past few days as well. But um, yeah, I mean, uh, as you said, there's a massive fan base there, Paul, so we'll see if uh, if those comments um, kind of sway people to not go and see it. Um, now, one of the other big releases this week is Crazy Rich Asians. And uh, yeah, this is kind of... Um, this film is getting really good reviews as well but yep. this is the place for the definitive review. Rory, have you seen it? I have not seen it. Paul, have you seen it? I am neither crazy, rich or an Asian so I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> I don't think those are, you know, criteria. I will see it. To see the film though. I haven't seen the film either but we do have a review of it. But first <laughs> here's a little clip from Crazy Rich Asians. Rich, we've been dating for over a year now and I think it's about time people met my beautiful girlfriend. What about us taking an adventure east? Like Queens? Singapore. Colin's wedding. Don't you want to be my family? I hardly know anything about them. Every time I bring them up, it changes the subject. Maybe his parents are poor and he has to send them money. Let's take a bag and get you checked into first class. Nick, we can't afford this. So your family is rich? We're comfortable. That is exactly what a super rich person would say. I want money. 1.2 million. 
The Nick you're dating is Nick Young? Yeah, you guys know them or something? Hells yeah. They're just the biggest developers in all of Singapore. Damn, Rachel. It's like the Asian bachelor. These people aren't just rich. They're crazy rich. Now you really should have told me that you're like the Prince William of Asia. That's ridiculous. Much more of a Harry. <laughs> Royal joke. <laughs> I love royal jokes. You know Plus me. Plus they got two thirds of the title. In there. I know. I was going to say. Plus it was an Asian person saying it. So technically, that's the full title in there. Crazy and rich. Now, um, as we said, it is getting good reviews. But this is the place for the definitive one because Rory, your mother, yep. who is a wonderful, wonderful woman, Denzel's best buddy, and yes. Denzel's best buddy. And actually, did you? Is this be, is this because of the non-review last week? You were like, I'm like Owen's not reviewing any more films. I'm going to get my mommy to do it instead. I definitely trust her more than I trust you. Okay, well let's uh, let's see what she had to say. Like, oh, is it, do you interrogate her or what's the cracker? She uh, has she just come back in from the cinema or like what? Paint, paint a picture here. It was like the the Irish premiere was on and none of us could go because we were working, unfortunately. Uh, so I sent my mommy along nice. um, to to go see it because I figured this might actually be the prime audience for this movie because it's got a very uh, kind of Fifty Shades of Grey but without the sex vibe it's like a girl who meets a much richer man and she's like who are you you're so mysterious but then uh, there's like whole secrets going on and it's based in a trilogy of books that are also hugely successful and it was like the number one film in America for like three weeks in a row it's huge in America right now Uh, um, so yeah so here's what Mammy Cashin thought Okay, ma'am, um, you got to see Crazy Rich Asians, and none of us got to see it. Um, I know it's a romantic comedy, so two questions, and you can answer them real easy. Question one, is it romantic? It was, but not over, overly romantic. Okay, so like... Not overly romantic. Okay, so question two. Is a comedy, it's romantic comedy. So as a comedy, is it funny? Yes, very funny. Very funny, yeah. Okay, so i seen the trailer and it looks like a little bit like Pretty Woman. A poor, poor girl that gets taken by a, uh, or falls in love with a rich man. Is there anything like Pretty Woman? Uh, it would be, but more up to date. More up to date, yeah. Definitely more up to date. And would you be excited to see a Crazy Rich Asians 2, or do you think the story is done now? No, I'd like to see the follow-up to it. Yeah, I would. I thought it was very good. Okay, cool. Thanks, ma'am. <laughs> there's no, there's no there's fucking no, around there's there. There's no being about the film bush. in less than no. 60 words. That's amazing. I, there's, there's uh. no, like, there's no own dirty s confusion <laughs> as to what the true emotions are about the film. Is it funny? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Is it romantic? It's funny. Yeah, but yeah, not it's too romantic. romantic. Yeah, yeah. And she wants to see the sequel, so. Yeah, that's, I, listen, I got all the information that I needed to yeah. get. I know I want to go and see Crazy Rich Asians. I actually want to go and see it with your mommy. Would she be available to go on a date? On a... On a date. No, she's married. She's a married woman. Okay. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe some other time. Um, yeah, God, let's... Are let's, one of us going to, like, sacrifice ourselves to the rom-com gods and... See and and go and see it? I don't know. I think that's that's pretty... Like, your, your mommy's done it there. Um, Make I a think, double bill with Predator. <laughs> yeah, I think we should have work. your mommy back seeing the nun and Predator as well. Or the Predator. Um, just, is she available for, like, forget about Stop the date? Stop hitting on his mom. I'm not. I'm saying is she available for more reviews? Well, the first one's free. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to do it less. We, we, we pay per word. So that's yeah. like, like I think I found my, 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 new favorite, my new favorite cash. It's in. good, yeah. <laughs> now, speaking of uh, mothers, mammies, and sons as well, one of the other uh, big releases this week is uh, A Mother Brings Her Son to Be Shot, which is not uh, a romantic comedy. Uh, and it's not a period drama or anything as well but it's actually uh, set in Derry it's a documentary about uh, a lady who um, due to her son's kind of uh, behaviour and activity brought uh, kind of made a deal basically with uh, dissident republicans in the city um, to shoot him basically it's kind of all there in the table Rory uh, do we bit of context on what the film's all about yeah it's a it's a documentary that was filmed over the course of five years where uh, a lady came up and, and heard this story local story set in Derry about a, a mother who brought her son to be shot in the kneecaps 
uh, as kind of retribution for dealing drugs in the area uh, and she wanted to understand the kind of psychological path you have to take to be like this is the best course of action for my son um, and she was convinced that she'd only be there for a few days and she was five years later still making this story because she got caught up in uh, every aspect of the local politics and and uh, and uh, yeah just every angle in which uh, Derry is affected by by has been and is currently still affected by the troubles uh, yeah, it's it's also produced by Joshua Oppenheimer. I think I'm saying that correctly. He's the guy who did the Act of Killing, one of the most amazing documentaries of the last decade that I think won Best Documentary at the uh, the Oscars. Um, so there's some big names behind it, um, and it's obviously a very topical story. Yeah, well. here's a little clip from a mother brings her son to be shot. Always going to get bad apples. The community will deal with them themselves. They think there, there's a war still going on when there really is not. I thought, well, what am I going to do? I wasn't a tell Philip anything. I was to take him to a certain place to get him shot that night. And then just turned around and just went bang, bang. So this film, uh, not, a rom-com, just not really a rom-com, and just for context reasons, uh, it's not me and my mommy. That's it's about a different dairy mommy and dairy son as well. Sure, just uh, to clarify that. <laughs> yep. But uh, this documentary screened at the Galway Film Fla, and uh, a few people who had seen it, I was chatting to them afterwards, and they were just like kind of. Uh, it affected them in in, uh, in in different ways, but each person was like, holy moly, because um, even the title is so striking itself, but uh, what's the documentary like? It's, um, hmm, it is good. It definitely made me never want to go to Derry. Okay, this is why you never take me up on my invitations. One, like, one of the two <laughs> reasons. One is it's Derry and the other it's you. Hello. Um, yeah, like it's, it's hard going. Um, when was it set? Uh, I think it was filmed between 2012 and maybe 2017. Okay. Um, so it is It is a, a quite recent. Uh, it, it, like, I, I didn't enjoy watching... Not the, I, you're not supposed to enjoy watching this documentary, but like, there was halfway through, I was like, oh, I think I'm... I think I've checked out now because this is really, like, bum, like really bumming me out. Um... Plus, it, I also felt that like by about halfway, it had already made its point, and by then it was just repeating the same point over and over again. Um, but the the mammy in it, oh, I just felt so bad for her because she just seems like a real Irish mammy who just wants the best for her kids, and she doesn't understand why both the the her older son who she does bring to get shot, and her younger son who at the start of the film I think is only about ten. Is already starting to go off the rails, um, and she's no control over either of them. And the husband's in prison uh, for reasons that you don't find out about until really late into the documentary. Um, and it's, my heart just went out to her for the whole thing. I was like, "Oh, you poor woman," because she she just really just wants the best, and she finds herself in the position where she's like, "The best thing I can do for my son to make sure that he doesn't die is to bring him to get shot," and that is the start of the film. It's not leading up to that point, and, and it doesn't get better from from there on. Uh, yeah, so it is. It felt like it was one of those documentaries that you would see on Channel Four, um, and you you were like, right, if this was an hour long and it was on Channel Four, people would be talking about this for weeks uh, afterwards. But because it's they've decided to push the cinematic angle on it, uh, and it does seem to repeat itself a little bit, it it kind of blunts the edges of it just that just that bit where you're like oh it was so close to being an amazing award winning episode of Dispatches or, or one of those shows but instead we got this quite good but not great film out of it well hopefully uh, it won't be too long uh, till it gets kind of a TV release as well uh, because Paul there's been a, a whole spate of like really there really has I mean you'd I Dolores No Stone Unturned on the Lock and Island Murders is a fantastic documentary it was a previous ESPN short you've got um the image you missed, I think, is supposed to be a really good one. I, I've heard it's amazing. But a filmmaker in Belfast whose father was a photographer during the Troubles. 
and uh, you mentioned dispatches I actually watched something on uh, on the Bally Murphy massacre there so I just think it's really interesting that there's this renaissance in Irish document documentary works I mean aside from stuff like um, His and Hers and Making the Grade that you said last year that it's I think it's really healthy and really interesting to see a lot of these stories that really deserve to be told are given the funding and there's the passion to there go and make them because um, we've reviewed Black 47 on the show that it's not just feature length films that are, are the public really wants to watch because there is such a healthy demand for documentaries and uh, I saw the trailer for this and I'm really excited to see it so um, I'll be checking this out anyway Yeah it's probably going to have a limited release compared to some of the other releases as well but um, do go and try and seek it out if you do get a chance There was something in your interview Rory with uh, Stephen Rea last week which was he said something amazing just whenever you're mentioning there Paul about like Black 47 you have that kind of fictional story as well as a documentary like uh, A Mother Brings Her Son to Be Shot he said that whenever he was working on The Crying Game, it was the only film in production in Britain and Ireland at the time, it's which crazy. is insane. And that's even Miramax money, isn't it? Miramax was a uh, That was just game. bonkers, but like just in terms of them talking about younger Irish filmmakers yeah. and actors and yeah. how they kind of, there's an expectation that they're going to be in films at some point because there's such a healthy uh, film industry here at mm-hmm. the moment. Well... Hell, I guess it's easier to make a film now because, every, like, I could go out around the shop and buy. You could film a whole film on your camera. Steven, Steven Soderbergh's done it, so there's no reason why you can't. Did you um, just compare yourself to Steven Soderbergh? <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I believe I just did. Uh, so yeah, but I, uh, yeah, when he said that about it being the only film in production, I was. I do remember making, making a mental note. I was like, I must check if that's right. Because <laughs> yeah. that doesn't sound right. That there was one the film game was being made. Was crying Game 92, 93? So it would have been, yeah, it would have been in production in like 90 or 91. Okay. So to think that it was... had like Into the West or War yeah. of Buttons or Commitments. something like that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Maybe it was like the only uh, Irish film in production in possibly, Ireland and possibly. the UK. But I suppose it just goes to show how much the industry has grown and the variety oh, yeah. of films. And then, as you said, Paul, there's a real kind of focus on uh, like the troubles have always been uh, a point of interest for a lot of people. But there's um, there there does seem to be uh, a number of, of documentaries kind of focusing on them uh, at the moment. And ones that have been uh, brilliantly received as well because I know you've written about a lot of them uh, on the site as well. But that's uh, A Mother Brings Her Son to Be Shot, uh, released uh, in Irish cinemas uh, this week so go and check it out now if you can't uh, make it along to the cinema to see any of those releases or uh, any more recommendations from Rory's Mammy um, Paul you do have a recommendation that we can watch at home I have a far more uplifting recommendation it's uh, it's Seven <laughs> the most nihilistic <laughs> nihilistic depressing bad guy wins in the end and emphasis on the bad guy in terms of recent revelations um, which I think Rory you recently Boys ranked in reality exactly. and in yeah. film world uh, I think you recently ranked uh, Fincher's best films for his birthday which is about two weeks ago and was this <laughs> did he like one? that <laughs> he's uh, like what did you get me Rory hello David Fincher I got you your <laughs> films ranked let me tell you what I Happy think birthday. of yours is shit <laughs> uh, yes I, I had put seven at, at the top good show because yeah. for me um, I there isn't a single frame of this film I don't love from the story behind Andrew Kevin Walker writing it he was uh, working at Golden Disc at the time and he was just pissed off because he was trying to get into Hollywood and everyone was rejecting him and he just turned that frustration into a masterpiece of a script and he's he's the he's the fat guy that he is he's, yeah he's the, the first, gluttony the first oh. person yeah um, and actually recently I saw when you were chatting with Denzel on that junk he said people were asking what role does he regret turning down and he was offered Somerset and he didn't like it because it was too nihilistic too dark too depressing which ultimately 20 years after been released I think is the reason why I keep coming back to watch it I love how bleak this film is uh, it's, it's the noir the noir bits are amazing and uh, it still has one of the great jump scares uh, yeah, I was uh, just thinking about that with the, with the bed and Dr. Cox so um, if you haven't seen it I thoroughly urge you to check it out. Won't tell you the ending, although you should really, really know it by now. Uh, and if you have seen it, um, just watch it because it's a masterclass in filmmaking from Fincher. Yeah. Okay, where can we see? Seven it's on or? Netflix. Oh, so amazing! Jump Perfect. into it there straight away. Okay, sweet. Oh, I'm in the mood for that. It's good. I once, like, lucky enough, years ago for the release of *Girl with the Dragon Tattoo*, Fincher's remake, uh, had a chance to speak to him about uh, about that film. But no, no, it was good because, like, at the very end, I was leaving the room and I was like, "Oh, by the way," because you don't get a chance to speak to him about too many other things. I was no. like, "I love Seven and he said the sweetest thing to me. He's like, 
it's always great to meet a fellow pervert. And he was like, <laughs> Thanks, David Fincher. Fantastic. And then left the room. And also, so, he read you. Like, yeah, like, yeah. And the, the credits still actually, I actually still love the credits, so it rolls upwards. Yeah. It's something you don't see. Yeah. So simple. A nine inch nails bit, not great score from Trent Reznor. That is uh, David Bowie at the end. Was it? it? Yeah. I, oh, I thought it was No, uh, this week's competition haiku it's not Predator we'll just get that out of the uh, way again it's Predator well. 2 it's, but, the, uh, it's almost the exact opposite of <laughs> so first of all last week's one was uh, Holy Ghost Witness Prof is Feline Motherly Feline is in like a cat uh, and then MC in Wolf Club Holy Ghost Witness Prof is Feline Motherly MC in Wolf Club now there was a wee bit of a religious thing uh, to last week's episode because the release of The Nun have you guys seen The Nun yet? it's come up um, <laughs> it's uh, the answer to that film was and they actually featured on the uh, on the show a couple of times already but it was Sister Act um, and it was Holy Ghost Witness uh, so Ghost was in relation to Whoopi Goldberg in Ghost uh, Witness because she's on a witness protection scheme and Holy because she becomes a nun uh, the middle line Prof is feline motherly uh, the mother superior in the film is played by um, Maggie Smith Smith <laughs> I was going to say Maggie Wilson who the hell is Maggie Wilson no idea Your Maggie Smith I don't know <laughs> yeah. but uh, so she plays uh, Professor McGonagall in the Harry Potter film so that was the prof and the feline uh, element because uh, she's uh, a cat in that as well so she's the mother superior and then the final line MC in Wolf Club MC was Mary Clarence but she's also the singer slash MC in the club that belongs to Harvey Keitel uh, and he's the wolf so that was Sister Act so there it was a good one so, so there you go I thought it was an alien versus Predator versus Showgirl <laughs> that's, that's the, the little one. scene film well uh, that was just uh, by you, we have to get a Showgirl's reference in so we almost missed the entire episode uh, <laughs> but this week's competition haiku you ready pens 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 here Paul do you want a pen I've given, I've given up having pens okay here we go so first line is Alice spots goodwill Second line is alone, comma, after helping hand. It's good scribbling noises. It is. And then the final line is he shot seafood chef. Hmm. What are you? you, (laughs) All right, into the mic. Let's hear them scribbles. So those three lines together, <laughs> no, you're just scribbling. Uh, Alice spots goodwill yep. alone after helping hand. Yep. He shot seafood chef. Oh, how are we doing, Silver Wise? Are we okay? I've got, a, I've got an actor. You've got an actor? Okay. Okay. I've also got an actor. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. 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 Um, so it's the nun. <laughs> now, oh yeah, we're going to have a very cool competition coming up on the site as well. So keep an eye out for that. As we said, we will have tickets to see uh, A Star Is Born, starring Bradley Cooper and uh, Lady Gaga. Jaja. Oh, Jaja. Sorry, Lady Jaja. Jaja Biggs. Um, there's actually there's a really good quiz question. What's her real name? Stephanie something, isn't it? Yeah. That's her name, Stephanie something. I mean, I don't have the answer. I'm wondering either. Uh, it's Italian. Should have yeah. Googled that. Okay. <laughs> we would all be rubbish in a table quiz. Um, but Stephanie yeah, coming Gaga. up on next week's uh, show, it's an all-star lineup. We have Lenny Abramson, amazing Irish director. Mr. Dongle Gleeson will be on the show. And Paul, you met Mr. Jack Black and Ms. Kate Blanchett. Lovely people. So that's for their new release, which is a the house with a clock in its walls, which is uh, it's good crack. Happy days. So that's going to be and uh, the other ones for Little Stranger. Yes, Little Stranger, uh, which is not a film about Michael D. Higgins sneaking into your house at night. Can we not have that be the last joke? That's of the, the and show? cut it and cut it. That's the end of the show. Bye bye. See you later. Quit better than that. <laughs>